Today is Tuesday, November 25th, 2014, and this is Radio Wave. Thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje. And uh, today, November the 25th, the world was again blessed to receive a message from Our Lady. And for the last several years, particularly on Radio Wave, a friend of Medjugorje has been taking the time to open up the messages for us. These messages are timeless. We certainly encourage you after the end of this broadcast to go back and to listen to the show again. We also encourage you to go back to some of the earlier shows and dive into these shows, dive into the spiritual direction that's given. Spiritual direction is so difficult to find in the world today, and it's the thing that most people are seeking of their hearts. And so tonight we ask you to open your hearts to that spiritual direction of Our Lady and the message and to a friend of Medjugorje's words. And so as we begin this broadcast, we ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. It is Our Lady who said to us that we ceaselessly wonder. The world doesn't know its direction. The world doesn't know and understand who it is, nor who God is. And we're seeing the fruit everywhere. Do we deeply think Or do we concentrate and reflect enough on why is our lady coming here for 33 years? What's our purpose? What is the plan? What is your place in the plan? Who are you? What are you about? Can you continue on your path? Can you ignore the messages of our lady and navigate through the world and the society today? Evidently not. Not that you might agree with that or that you can make it without the messages or without Our Lady. If God takes an action into the intervention of man's course and his history, his world, it's because it needs navigating. And if you think as a Catholic, and you who are not Catholic, think as a Christian, that you can go on without heaven's help when it's being offered straight from heaven, through a divine intervention of apparition of the Virgin Mary every single day, that it's an option that can be taken or discarded, you're thinking wrong. And you're thinking right. You're thinking wrong that you think you can make it through this society, this culture, this thing that's been built without God, 
and you're thinking right that you can reject it by your free will. Yes, you have freedom to reject it. But if God's doing something, if he's acting, be you the bishop, be you the pope, be you us the peasants in the pew, the lofty, the uneducated, all are being called by Our Lady to hear her and what her words are and what she's saying to us. It's a big, big mistake to reject that. Yes, you have the freedom to do so. But remember, there's consequences when you make the wrong choices. No one in this life has passed through it without making choices they regret, or if they had the experience of what they've done, they would remake another choice or another direction. And I'm telling you, everybody that rejects the Virgin Mary, or just not even rejects it, just ignores it, or just indifferent to it, are like, that's not for me. You're making a terrible, terrible mistake and a bad judgment against God himself because it's his judgment that has decided that the world is in need of the Holy Virgin Mary to straighten it out. And if you think you're above his thoughts and superior to his intelligence of what you need, you're a tragedy in human flesh. Our Lady's November 25th, 2014 monthly message to the world. Dear children, in a special way, today I'm calling you to prayer. Pray, little children, so that you may comprehend who you are and where you need to go. Be carriers of the good news and be people of hope. Be love for all those who are without love. Little children, you will be everything and will achieve everything only if you pray and are open to God's will, to God who desires to lead you towards eternal life. I am with you and intercede for you from day to day before my son, Jesus. Thank you for having responded to my call. Those who are here in the community at Caritas went through conversion, went through their encounter with God, looked at what Our Lady was saying, weighed out their life, which path they were taking, and decided they want to, in a special way, serve God. Our Lady said today, dear children, in a special way today, I'm calling you to prayer. They decided on their own cognition, their experiences of life, the bad choices, the good choices, everything that led them to hear to say, I want to live in community. Those choices has led to being here in prayer. And our lady says, pray, little children, that you may comprehend. You have to pray to comprehend what choices you must make. And who are you? Our lady says, pray, little children, so that you may comprehend who you are. What a strange thing to say. This mighty intervention in, into mankind. And he's coming saying to us, you need to find out who you are. That was a saying in the 60s and 70s. Find yourself. Not through God, but through self. They even created a magazine called Self for Women. Discover yourself. Who you are. 
The world has shown the woman who she is, and she's fallen. I don't even remember thinking that they had women's shelters in the 60s and 70s, but when they started finding themselves, they found themselves in women's shelters. Do you think there's some connection? That the self they found is not fulfilling and doesn't live to lead to a glorious life or a happy life or contentment? Pray, little children, so that you may comprehend who you are and where you need to go. Amazing words. These two little statements stand out above everything else to me in the message. Who are you and where do you need to go? Where do you need to go? How is she defining that? She says it in the next sentence. Be carriers. What do you do when you carry something? You just carry it and hold it? No, if you're standing still, you hold something. If you get the message or you just stand still, you hold it in yourself, you, you don't do anything with it, you're not carrying anything. Carrying is an action, it's a verb. You're going to be doing something of action. Pray, little children, so that you may comprehend who you are and where you need to go. Be carriers of the good news and be people of hope. Wow. Simple profound. You can reject all these messages. You can be indifferent to her apparitions. You can say, I don't need that. But you're making a terrible, terrible, terrible mistake. You can go to Medjugorje. You can convert and say, I don't need anymore. But you're making a terrible, terrible mistake. All these messages aren't getting weaker. They're getting more profound. They're getting more deep. And how do you do this? You have to become a kid again. One thing that's a joy in a community for those who come here to live is the children. It's a beautiful thing to see kids raised like they used to be raised. Oh, yes, they're rambunctious. I had to get on two two or three of them today during apparition time. Kids are like that. But kids whose innocence is protected is different from kids whose innocence are lost. And you've got three-year-olds, five-years-old, Seven-year-olds exposed to things they never should hear, escaping from the the lips of adults, television, cell phones, electronics. There's no protection of innocence today. And this is why we don't have TV here. Recently, I was talking to somebody and said, well, you you run a big operation and you don't have no cell phone. How do you do that? It says, it's simple. I just don't have one. Well, how do you do that? I mean, you, you should have a cell phone. I said, why? So well, you're like an executive. I said, no, I'm not. I don't want no cell phone. And he continued to, to try to convince me why I needed a cell phone in my position. And I heard somebody in the hallway today. Our phones were going off the wall. We've got 100 extensions on landlines here. And I heard them gasp and they heard the phone ring the 13th time. They said, these phones are going crazy. And I thought about that today. If the landlines are that busy... On the third floor here at this building, and much more busier downstairs, all the way down to the first floor in the print shop, why would I need a cell phone on top of that? People don't even answer them anyway. It's ludicrous. We've lost a way. We don't even reason out things in the correct way. I could never, I hate getting on the phone here on the landline. I don't like that. It disrupts work. I can't imagine a cell phone. And that's on the work side of it. 
I'm not addressing the teenagers and how everybody else and electronics are affecting the youth and, and minds and the games, the stupid games kids play. These 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 beast games, these whatever they are. I don't even have the knowledge. I don't want cognition with it. How do you be a kid again? This is what I says, little children. She says, yes, dear children. But then even today, she said little children. She's seeking that of us, to be like little children. And so one of the gifts we have, well, today she said, little children, you will be everything and will achieve everything. Well, how is little children being innocent? Refreshing yourself. Coming to know God again. How do you do that? We see our children often here, and for those who've come, they've, they've seen this. And this is one of the joys of our community. Just rocking, breaking rocks at the base of the statue in the sand. They literally take those hard stones surrounding the base of the Virgin Mary, and they call it rock busting and turn it completely to sand. If you look around the base of the statue, you'll see through years and years and, and two or three generations now, or a couple of generations at least, where it's turned to sand. A prayer group in the field, we see the children and what, the children, what they do, they're counting stars at night. They're playing. For those of you who popped in and prayed the rosary with us, you may have seen our children playing in the sprinklers. We turn on the irrigation in the field. We don't use it often. What we really use it most, well, actually, we don't ever use it. We use it for the kids to turn it on and then play during the rosary. But we pray in the rosary, they play in the, in the water. These are the things they're raised around. You witness innocence in our children here, naive to the maxims, maxims of the godlessness of the world. Are they cause you to think like a little kid again? Woke on the wrong side of the bed, a million details in my head, all trying to bring me down. They call this living, but I'm not sure The whole thing goes by like a blur Wish I could slow it down And do you ever look in your children's eyes To a simpler place in time when we could Spin in circles till we fall down Laughing all your days begin and end And make believe and just pretend too far Sometimes it's all so serious I'd like to rent a yellow bus And drive into the stars And turn off the world For a day or two Without a single thing to do But maybe Spin in circles Till we fall down Laughing all your days Beginning and And make just pretend, running barefoot in the rain. Oh, life was just a game. I'd trade all this real just to feel like a kid again. 
You know, it's a beautiful thing when we hear our kids talking together sometimes, and they still, I can, I've heard them talk about playing kick the can years ago here around the dairy and the pastures and, and how much fun they have. So two o'clock in the morning, we didn't have to worry about where they were, what they were doing, what was going on with the streets. What's happened to that life? We've lost a lot. Seeing even our kids still get jars and go get fireflies. This is a lost thing. Yes, I know in some neighborhoods you still do that. But they go in and watch TV from that. They don't have the memory and the softness of coming home to home, non-electronic, non-computer, non-noise, non-cell phone, non-magazine, non-newspapers, where these things enjoy can be maintained. Yes, community life is not always perfect. It's not always a Mountain Dew commercial where you sit there and laugh all the time and everything's going great your way because life doesn't have that. If anybody says it's that way, it's not true. People used to be much more content, but if you look at old, old photographs, you never see them smiling. Their, their heart was content. And they weren't going to be faking what they were doing, but now everything, every magazine, every person takes a picture, they're smiling. They walk around smiling all the time like this. No, they just do it for the camera. Which makes people depressed because they don't feel that way. And they don't look that way all the time. It's not real life. Real life is what you see in a commercial, or rather not a commercial, but a photograph uh, 50, 60 years ago of people just standing there. That's how life was. But there were filled, consoled people. I heard a short segment from a Christian radio program today that so applies to the message. And it was, um, the minister was saying about the story of Samson. He was saying that if you read the story of Samson, you know, you have this mighty, powerful, gifted man of God who ends up falling and becomes controlled by an evil woman, broken at her feet. And he says, if you were to walk in at that moment, that room, you couldn't help but just say to him, Samson. How did you end up here? For all that you've been given, how could you have ended up this way? Then he brings it to his own personal life. He talks about his time as a youth and not knowing Christ, had lost all hope. He was in India. He heard a Christian speaker, and it changed his life around. He converted and was has been faithful to God ever since. He left um, India. He was with a, a group of young people that were all in this experience together initially. And not returning for the 20 years, he ends up meeting the mother of a friend who was in the youth group initially. And she begged him to come see her. He goes to their home. He walks in and she, she warns him. She, he sa she says to him, something has happened to her and you need to be prepared before you go in to see her. So he walks into the room and she's like a shriveled vegetable. She has no ability to communicate and they're just sort of waiting for her to die. And he's, he's shocked and he says, how did this happen? And the mother said, well, we had gotten into a fight, the daughter and the mother, and she flew off in a rage and ended up having an accident, and this is the condition she's in. And 
he begins to speak to her and he was shocked because he could tell that she recognized after 20 years his voice. But there was nothing that he could do for her. And he felt in his heart just this great pity. And at this whole family that's just been broken, she's married, she had three young children. And that's what his thought was, is how could you have ended up this way when there was so much potential 20 years ago and just all that he had experienced in his own life of walking intentionally with wanting to do God's will. So this this thing that Our Lady says, these words she says, where you need to go, he said, you have to be intentional of what your goal is in your life and not let anything get away, get in, in the way of you meeting that goal and anything that you, that gets in the way of that is sinful. So anything that draws you or tempts you away from that goal is, is sin in your life. So to bring this to you, you are a man of just incredible vision that you have always been someone that has had this supreme goal in your life, which is, you know, to reach heaven and bring as many people as you can with you. What is it that has led you to be that strong in, in keeping that vision, regardless of whatever happens in your life? First, you'd have to, I'd have to say I'm a sinner. Once you understand that, then God can work with you. And you, you have to profess what's right. And then always try to do what's right. We're all broken. We're coming from a broken world. And to have the decisiveness, it was said, it was the visionaries asked Our Lady uh, in the very early beginning days of Medjugorje, how did Jesus pray all night? In the Bible, when he talked about that, or the saints have told us these things. They said he had a great desire for souls. And there's one thing that I have a passion for is souls. I can't phantom a soul going to hell. Uh, I've also contemplated, even I just got back from a trip last night. When I see certain people, you just pity their soul where they are, and not just compassion for living a degraded life or something like that. But last night I got at the airport and a guy came up to me and says, uh, he came up to me and wanted to carry get my luggage, one of the baggage carriers. I said, no, I walked on by and went to the thing. I said, care myself because I don't, I'm not lazy. I don't ever do that. But I realized, you know, it's Thanksgiving. I went back and gave him a tip I would give him if he carried my luggage out. And he looked at me stunned. You don't care? I said, no, I'm just doing this. Have a happy Thanksgiving. And so how do we reach people? How do, how do we move them to do a goodness for somebody else except you do a good for them? There were three guys sitting there. There was no, there was, I know they, they don't make a lot of money in the end. They might make a leave, living, but these are the people that are working out there. These are the people that, that you do need to help. The government's helping the other people that don't do anything. I pity these people, but in the same way, you can pity people who who have never known God's love, what our lady is telling us. You you pray to comprehend who you are. We've been gifted with these things. I've been gifted with the intimate relationship with our lady that, that few people 
outside the visionaries have been gifted with. And, and passionately, I wanted this relationship with the lady, and I want to keep it. And when I fail her, I want to... Louis DeMoffert said he wants to spend his whole life making our lady known for, to make up all the infidelities he's, he's committed. And so when you understand that, who you are, then you can go places with the good news and with hope to people. Where do you go? Uh, there's experiences all the time I go places, and I know God put me there. I run across somebody about something. Sitting on the plane yesterday, a little old woman next to me, wasn't trying to talk to her. She wasn't trying to talk to me. Uh, she said something about you fly much. I said, well, I'd, you know, I'd go over a lot of sea, overseas. Where? Croatia. Croatia? I'm going to Croatia. I've got a trip planned next September. I said, well, do you know Medjugorje? She said, what's that? She said, we just got a cruise. We're going to be stopping at Croatia. I said, oh, you got you got to stop at Medjugorje. You're going to be stopping at Dubrovnik. That's the, that's the port. Take an excursion and go to, to this place, Medjugorje. What is it? She's Protestant. She didn't know anything. I mentioned Fatima. She knew Fatima. She knew it about Lourdes. She wasn't Catholic. She got off the plane. She says, thank you for this tip. I'm going to look this up. So where you go is where God puts you. You pray. He'll put you where people need to know. This lady needed interception for her trip to Croatia to have some kind of encounter with the lady. And I was praying my rosary when all this was happening. And so if you really want to follow our lady, you realize the world's broken. And once you realize you're broken, you need healing, and you're answering the call, you'll realize that our lady is showing us the way because we're always ready to run from disasters. We run from our brokenness. But if we do, who's going to be left behind to lay the hands on the people? Who will help those who have forgotten? Those alone. Who, who will love the broken ones? We're a broken world. The Holy Virgin Mary has come to fix those broken who respond to her messages. That's us. That's what she's doing. She's here to fix us. Once us, these who are broken, are fixed, then we become the apostles. Who will fix the broken humanity? You're called to pray to be healed from your brokenness. Comprehend, as our lady said today, who you are. A person who was once broken. And then you know that our lady said today where you will need to go to lay your hands upon a broken world. Cross your heart and say you've never given up That you carried on when every door was shut That you live, you live with no regret We wear a smile to hide that we've been hurt before Keep our disasters in a suitcase by the door cause you know you know we're only human so
As always, it's always difficult in a one-hour broadcast to ask all the questions that you want to ask. So you have to be a little bit picky about the things that need to be asked. But just moving to one sentence where Our Lady said, little children, you will be everything and will achieve everything. There's times in the messages where Our Lady has said, mentioned this terminology in this way. Uh, and I don't think it's you've ever addressed it on the year before, but um, what is this everything, I mean, to be everything, to achieve everything, what is that everything that she's talking about? We are headed to a total transformation of the world. It's rooted in a message and many messages, but one particularly June 25th, uh, 2007. God desires the conversion of the entire world. A lady doesn't waste words. It's not like us who talk and we add things that we don't need to say and often don't need to say half of what we say. So every word she gives is measured, is calculated. It's not spontaneous. She just comes, she says, these are the words from heaven. She literally said that. The first time I got to go on an anniversary, because I've been blocked from doing that, and a message, and, and it was the 20th anniversary, and our lady says, these words come from heaven. So don't think every single word doesn't have its significance. And so what our lady says, everything 
God comes today to transform the earth. You know, just sometimes I'll, I think about Noah and what they felt like. They didn't call a real estate broker. They owned the earth. These few people had the entire earth to themselves. We're called to be in charge entirely and commissioned for the conversion of the entire world. It's in your hands. And if you don't accept your brokenness and that you're nothing more than a sinner who's in need of repentance, then how can that be? It won't be. That's what I'm saying. To know who you are, you need to pray. You root that back to January 25th, 1987. Another message. All right, he says, you cannot comprehend the greatness of your role. Therefore, you must pray to understand what your role is in God's design. There's a Protestant minister, Reverend Peter Peterson Bond, who said, humility is not being more or less than who you are. Our Lady said today, comprehend who you are. You're not any more or any less than who you are. When I began to comment Medjugorje, I thought far less than what she was thinking of the more for me. I couldn't even, I, I gave over caritas to other people. I gave the first question I was supposed to ask a lady to somebody else. And God blocked that. I was thinking far less of myself than what Ale was thinking what she was asking of me. And it took quite a bit for everything, even building the tabernacle of Ale's messages was less than the more that God was expecting. And I've come to grow through the two, through almost three decades of this to realize on the more side that my role is bigger than I ever thought it would be. And yours is too. Ale says you cannot comprehend the greatness of your role. She doesn't say you will. We'll never comprehend it, but we need to know what that role is in God's design and who that ripples and who that touches and to the next person, what you will do affecting, affecting the conversion of the entire world. So Peterson says, humility is not being more or less than who you are and to see your role in God's plan. This guy's sending a message. Through the Holy Spirit, what I said, January 25th, 87, see what your role in God's plan is. St. Teresa says, humility is truth. I didn't even realize I was thinking about this today, and then I found this, I, this, this quote was brought to me about this Protestant minister. Humility is not being more or less than who you are and see your role in God's plan. And I realized October 6, 1986, I gave me a message, live in humility. In other words, live in it not any more than who you are or any less than who you are. What did I have what has she called you to do? Who are you? Where has she called you to go? Are you willing to do that? Do you realize what you're missing by not doing that? Do you realize how how you need to be grateful for what God gives to you? Our Lady went to Ivanka and told her more about who she was at her last apparition. And it's very difficult to sit there and say, and many of us know this story, but on May 7th, 1985, she had her last apparition. Can you imagine the the Medjugorje visionaries being told, or you, just even you, what is your wish? And you know, 
if a lady, the Virgin Mary, says, what is your wish? I want to give this to you. You can say, well, I, I want my pension because they built a pension. They were building one. I, I want that paid for. Or can you give me a little track of land? Or you can, can you do this or do that? No, Ivanka asked for something impossible. That'd be easy for God to do. Ivanka thinks about this probably just but a second and tells Our Lady what she wishes for her. She says, I wish to see my mother. Well, her mother's dead. Her mother died a few years before, the, or before that, right before the apparition began in 1981. Can you imagine you express a wish, well, I want to see my mother? And Our Lady exceeds that. How does she exceed that? Because Our Lady approved her requests to see her mother. The mother soon appeared, smiling, and her mother embraced Ivanka. What are we dealing with here? Can you imagine that? She's dealing with her mother, who physically appears there, a heavenly being, and hugs her. And she tells her how proud she is of her. And then embraced and kissed her again before she left. And our lady tells Ivanka after this moment, be happy because I am your mother and I love you from the bottom of my heart. When our lady says that, she means that. She's got the full depth and measure of our lady's love toward Ivanka. She says, Ivanka, thank you. Thank you for the response to my call of my son. And thank you for preserving and remaining always with him as long as he will ask you. We live in surreal moments. Can you imagine being thanked by Our Lady for what you've committed to? Ivanka's experienced that. But we need to thank her because what she's done for us and her selflessness in heaven, just being who she is for us, is more than we can bargain for. We can't even imagine that. Ivanka's got her mother appearing to her, we got the Virgin Mary coming down every day blessing us with an intent to cause an effect. If you want it, if you want that, and gratefulness begets another favor. The saints tell us this. So you want to thank Our Lady? If you really comprehended, you understand what she's coming, to heal you of your brokenness, that you might heal other people, that she, might, that she wants you to convert the entire world, that your plan is bigger than you can imagine, and who you are, is not being any more or any less than, than you are, but to discover this plan and participate in it, you'll be filled with thanksgiving, especially this week, that we celebrate that. It's a lot to be thankful for. Our Lady came here in 1988, November 24th, and appeared Thanksgiving Day. We didn't, even cho we didn't choose that day. She did. Because Thanksgiving is one day that this nation gives Thanksgiving to God the Father. Many people don't say that. They just say Thank Thanksgiving, Happy Thanksgiving. But it's to God and His blessings. And we need to be thankful to our lady for these things and giving ourselves to her and our heart to her. Have I ever told you how much it meant? For all your kindness, I am blessed. And I thought that you should know how much you've helped me 
Ivanka was told, be happy because I'm your mother and I love you from the bottom of my heart. And we know that. And that alone is enough to be happy in this society. But many aren't. And so going back to your question you asked earlier, you were saying about the everything, be everything, and we'll achieve everything. We're going to have to have everything at our disposal to convert the entire world. The first message Our Lady gave in this valley was November 20th, 1988. It struck Maria. It struck us. We didn't expect it because our lady wouldn't give any messages even back in 88. And our lady went for three months continually giving messages. She laid a whole framework. And she actually ended the three months covering November, December, and January, basically echoing the same message. But in this message, she says, may your life be prayer. And that's how she ended the message as she began the words, that one sentence. Her last words to us three months later was, may your life be prayer. She started this chapter this book she wrote, May Your Life Be Prayer, on November 20th. And she went on to say, May your work be offered as a prayer. May everything that you do bring you toward me. Let everything that you do and everybody you meet be an encounter with God. This message is three simple, four simple sentences, but contains everything our community is about. It's the whole foundation, what we're going to be doing. I'm going to give you a lot of work to do. I'm going to give you a lot of prayer that I would demand from you. I want it to bring you closer to me. And I want everything that you do in this work and everything you do in your mission and everybody that you meet be an encounter with God. That's the definition of our mission. That's what we do here. And this message has always been a mystery to me. I've always seen it so full of our... our I've never even spoken to the community about this. 
But the secrets in my heart, the things I've always seen in this message, it's like everything laid out, what I established here in this short message. And so today, November 25th, 2014, little children, you will be everything and will achieve everything. That echoes the same thing. Everything that you do, that everything that you do, she says twice in one sentence. Because we need everything for the conversion of the world. We need everything for what Louis de Montfort spoke about 300 years ago. They shall be true apostles of the latter times. Who's they? Or they said today, comprehend who you are. You are they. We are they. Mr. Montfort went on to say, they shall have silvered wings of the dove to go. What did they say today? She said, pray where you need to go. What does the Montfort say about how you'll go? Whosoever the Holy Spirit shall call them, teaching according to the gospel. Wow. This message today matches perfectly Louis de Montfort, 300 years ago, a prophecy. Because after the Holy Gospel, you add Louis de Montfort's uh, words today, be carriers of the good news. What is the Holy Gospel but the good news? That's scriptural. And Louis de Montfort ends his prophecy saying, and not according to the maxims of the world. Astounding, profound, and you don't want to be a part of this. You could be indifferent. You think you don't have to listen to this. Are you crazy? Do you have any depth to you at all to realize, hey, I'm going to miss this boat. I don't want to miss it. Early in the community, I remember many of the times you would write prayers or write the petition for a novena for the community. You would always use the words in a special way. In a special way, Mary, we're asking for this grace or for that grace. And I never knew, with not knowing the message very well, that that you were taking this from Our Lady's words. As my cognition was growing with the message, I began to see our Lady used these words in her messages in a special way. And you use those words to give them back to Our Lady. And just sitting here kind of reflecting on this message, I have this sense that these words, you took them seriously. In a, in a way, these are not special words when you, when you say in a special way because we can't grasp what it is Our Lady is saying. But you took those words and gave them back to Our Lady with everything that you were asking for here, that we'd have untold powers to accomplish her plans here, that this place would be unlike any other place in the world for Our Lady. And she took your saying in a special way in the same way that she says it. I don't know if I'm making myself clear, Yes, I understand. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. So we see Caritas has grown into something that's special, that's something unique, that has an ability to spread the message in a way that is unique and different and powerful throughout the world. So today she says, in a special way, I haven't done a, a search of the message but I know she hasn't said this in a long time. These words that were so, sort of common in the earlier years of Medjugorje. So why do you think she's saying that today? 
Well, when I first saw that, I thought, in a special way, that what she's saying to us, she's saying it in a special way. In a special way, I'm saying this to you. But that didn't really make sense to me. I thought there was something deeper than that. A lady says, you must pray to comprehend the profoundness of the messages. A lady says, you must pray to understand the messages. A lady says, as I've told you many times and written many times, that I'm going to give messages as never before in the history of the world since the beginning. Listen to my messages, a lady says. Many times she speaks about the messages. And so when she says a word, even I, I've, I've contemplated many times, long time period, periods of time, what the word I means. Who is this I? So in a special way, is not a literal grammatical thing that she's saying. Oh, I'm, okay, what I'm saying, I'm just saying this in a special way. No, she means something physical. And so I began to see that what she was saying, I'm, I'm putting something into physical action. That physical action will result in physical concrete things, even material things. So when she says, in a special way today, I'm calling you to prayer, she wants that to become something in life, something transformative for the whole world, for the entire conversion of the world. It's a physical thing. It's not just verbiage. In a special way, I'm just wanting to say something nice to you. That's not what that is. And the conclusion is, in a special way of life, that's what she's saying. In a special way of life, I'm bringing to you a new way of life, physical changes, the grand way of life we've, we've adopted here, shown to us because the only occupation ordained by God himself was by the sweat of your brow shall you eat. We're suffering from not being connected to the soil. The people in Brittany and France are closer to God than any other part of France because they're, they're, they're agrarian people. When you're grand people, you live close to the soil, you depend on God, he's your answer for everything. When there's no rain, man can't do it, and you grow closer. And you'll see this in all rural areas, God is stronger in the hearts of the people. In a special way that I'm calling you to prayer. So pray, little children, so you may comprehend who you are, because you already need to be a way of life, in a special way of life. And that's what our rule is written, it's called a way of life in a new time. What is the way? The way is the big word here. There's a way our lady's given us, a special way, and she wants us to enter into it. So she says, in a special way, enter into a prayer life. That's going to beget the physical, physical changes necessary in your life that you'll be free to go, that you'll be free to be called apostles, that you'll be given the powers of an apostle to do what you need to, to do to convert the entire world. How does that happen? It's not always pleasant. When you're broken, you got to be fixed, and you got to become an apostle. There's gonna be tornadoes brought down to you. I was just up where, in uh, near Seattle, in Washington, and we went to a museum, and there was a gold, the Gold Rush Museum, the Yukon, the Condodites, I think is the name of the say. When when they found some guys came back with one ton of gold, they just started an incredible launch of masses of people going on this track that they wasn't ready for and tens of thousands of people went there only only 50 and 10,000 
or well, a couple hundred out of 10,000 would find gold. Only 50 of them made wealth and, no, and only a few of them held on to it. And the, the conditions were horrible. The things these people went through and, and the, the cold and the bitterness of the common mountains and everything, even the youth, they wrote about it later. These terrible conditions were, were something that they'd never experienced for in life. But you know what they testified to? That they wouldn't have traded it for anything. Most of them said it was such an experience they're glad they went through. Tornadoes bring the force of darkness. A couple of years ago, a tornado hit here and was gone within just a few seconds. We knew somebody was in it. We went to that place. Everything was shattered. The houses, everything was blown down. You couldn't even walk to the streets. You had to climb over limbs to get to the place where their house was. But the thing that was different in this tornado, and it often happens in tornadoes, the sunshine had come in and everything was lifted within five minutes. By that time, people were all coming out of houses, crawling over the trees, crawling out of the debris. And it was quiet, eerie. How could something so devastating come so quick, so profoundly devastating that they were speechless? They'd all been washed clean because they lived through it. And instead of being sad as they met neighbor and saw they were alive, they had inner peace. They were alive. Testimony after testimony said in the, about the storm that they lived through it. They were washed over and they were thankful to be alive. Our Lady has come to us to save us. And it'll be a storm that heaven comes to wash you, wash that brokenness to heal you. It won't be pleasant but you'll be glad for it. There's fruit from the strongest vine Finest grapes and a glass of wine All time after time The sweetness is in the struggle when the sky turns to gray, don't let the dark blind away. Love is night and love is day, there's always beauty in the trouble. Show. Sure. 
We have riots going on tonight. Violence. People are said that because they're angry, they do this. People who see themselves as justified. And many who show compassion and understand it. I don't understand it. Because only one word describes it. All the actions that's taking place is defined by one word. All this rioting, all the violence is one thing. Hatred. Hatred is from Satan. And we're in a world full of hatred. And we're to confront that. And you don't confront it by peacing people that are filled with hatred. And he's calling us to fix the broken world. Yes, we do it through love, but not just compassionate because of being false, giving false sympathy. Truth is lost today. And people use that excuse to cover really the real true intentions that they have in their hearts. Hate. True hate. But let this be a lesson for us. That what we've done in our life, what it calls us to be, that we can never be so dark and dirty that you cannot lift your hands up to the Holy One. He, through her, Our Lady, the Blessed Virgin Mary will plead your cause. This is a mystery. How can it be? How can it be because it is ordained that you, that I, the guilty, are called to be forgiven and to be saints and heal a broken world.
Oh, Mary, you plead my cause. You right my wrongs. And you hit to break my chains. You overcome, you gave your life with your son for me. You was there with him in order to give to me mine. Despite all I've done, despite all we've done, you say that I'm free, that we all are free. How can that be? How can that be? Mary, thank you. May this season be very holy for us. May we live up to be what you've chosen us to be. Not being more, not being less than who we're chosen to follow and imitate in our very being, you and your son. Thank you. Thank you for everything. We wish you our lady. We love you. Good night. This ends the Radio Wave Show with a friend of Mechigoria. To listen or download free, go to mech.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, the left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. You can also order this show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.